0: Welcome to Messy Buns Podcast. I'm Mary. This is Elise. And Easter was only a couple of days ago, but we don't just remember the resurrection on that special day. We live it every day, or at least we have the opportunity to. Today, we're talking about what that looks like. Come fight with us.
1: Okay. I've been like, did you see me holding my mic? I don't know why I keep moving it like I'm like, really?
0: (laughs) so speaking of the resurrection, side story, you know, you ever have those moments where like something that used to bring you so much joy, like comes back into your life again, even if just for a second, and it like brings you back to life. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes, I think. (laughs)
0: Okay, give me an example. (laughs) So on this past Friday, Good Friday, I was outside and we were hanging out with some neighbors, um, six feet apart, of course, Um, (laughs) and they were playing volleyball. And, um, I, volleyball was one of my first loves, as you know, I
1: knew um, it was going to be about volleyball. I knew what? you so you well, know that? Because what? I just knew it. I just knew it. Cause I know you well. Okay. Sorry. Wow. Proceed. Proceed, well,
0: this girl is, uh, one of our neighbors, she's really sweet. She is about to go into high school and she's just learning to play. And so, and her mom used to play a little bit too. So they were doing something people who play volleyball know is called pepper. Are you, have you heard of peppering, Elise?
1: No, I played volleyball for one tiny little season and I've (laughs) never heard of peppering.
0: So when you pep, pepper is just about what everybody does, like when they're warming up or whatever. And it's just basically like two people. Uh, one passes, the other one sets it, and the other person hits it, and that's like a pass, and then the other person mm-hmm. sets it, and then you hit it back and it just kind of goes on and on and over again. Oh, that's,
1: that's called peppering. So mm.
0: anyway, yeah, it's called peppering, and it's really fast, and so anyway, but it's fun, and so I ended up peppering with her, oh. and I, it was like, it's been, I don't know how many years, and it just made me so happy. Also, it made me really tired and realized how <laughs> out of shape I was. <laughs> It was, it was embarrassing because I had to take breaks like every five minutes. I'm like, you're like, sorry, this is, uh, this is awesome, I just uh, need a break. <laughs> a um, no, but it was really nice. So mm. a little mini resurrection there. But speaking like of resurrection, that. I love that story. I know. I, I love thinking that about the <laughs> Those old <laughs> days and like, I don't know. Anyway. So Easter is just happening now and a few days mm-hmm. ago. Uh-huh. But we're out of Lent, even though with coronavirus, it doesn't feel like it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But I'm um, thinking back, uh, we had we talked about Lent, right? And we're a couple mm-hmm. weeks into Lent, and we talked about what we were trying to give up, also what we were trying to work on and add. And I talked a little bit about one of the things I was going to work on during Lent was um, being uh, more disciplined <laughs> with my snacking or my sweet eating and i i did okay at it so basically like i really didn't do very well at it i really didn't honestly make much of an effort (laughs) being truthful uh you know maybe i bit off more than i could chew but who knows um i think the coronavirus
1: has thrown all of everyone off like I really, this do. is true.
0: You're right. I'm going to give you a
1: little love there.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. But honestly, I, I feel like I, for me, I believe that for most people, but I feel like it, that would just be an excuse for me. So
1: <laughs> uh, I'm above that. I just haven't been drug. <laughs> wait, what'd you say? Yeah. I said Cause I'm above that. I'm so much holier now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay that is not what I'm saying <laughs> I was saying because coronavirus doesn't have me personally struggling so much so like for me to things. I know you are <laughs> but I just it yeah so I it hasn't been affecting me that much to where like I could say oh what was me right. but um so like I got to good Friday and I tried to make things a little bit different and then I got to Sunday and it was joyous of course like Easter is a happy day and joyous but like was got I got kind of jealous for all those people on Facebook that were doing such a good job celebrating and being joyful because it's not that I wasn't joyful but I recognized I wasn't I just wasn't like as joyful as I could have been oh, yeah oh
1: you people know? were like my sister had her kids dressing up washing each other's feet yeah. and all kinds of stuff and I was like oh my yes. gosh my I was like my my, my, elen- my triduum is just my game is off <laughs> I ain't was <like, laughs> washing anybody's feet
0: over here and dressing <laughs> up you know my triduum game is off. That is a classic saying, <laughs> totally using that. But for real though, um, you know, yeah. and as I was thinking about this and feeling a little guilty about it, not that I had to feel guilty about it, that I did anything like sinful or wrong or anything, but I, I it was like instantly I knew <laughs> if I was being honest with myself, it was because I didn't challenge myself as much as I could have during Lent.
1: Right, right.
0: I knew it instantly. Like it was just I and I and I was just upset with myself. I wasn't like being hard on myself. I just right, missed right. it. I missed like giving more of myself during Lent.
1: Right. And
0: mm-hmm. that in turn just reflected in my Easter Sunday. Again, we're not talking about big, horrible, you know, th- any anything big or horrible, but I noticed it. Did you murder and know- somebody oh my gosh yes that's the real reason behind
1: <laughs> is that my why guilt? you felt disconnected from Jesus
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the most random thing you could have said I think you just went right for murder but um, I could
1: go like the full typical Christian and be like we've all murdered Jesus oh so God. we
0: all know- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, you're, you're probably too right. <laughs> and, yes, we, you just went there. But had I honestly, like, I know that had I honestly put more effort into, like, s- sacrificing more during Lent, I would have been more joyful, you know? And
1: Yes, I agree. And I,
0: that's, that's what I, I want to just kick off during this resurrection time, because this time to experience that joy of resurrection, because we don't just, like... We, okay Easter comes we're like yay Jesus is risen and then we often forget about that like we're not meant to live this joyful resurrection every day of our lives like at least it's there um, waiting for us like that's the joy that that Christ wants us to experience and that's something elite you'll hear if you listen to our podcast long enough you'll hear us refer to the fact that we don't get the resurrection without the cross just like Christ, we live in imitation of Christ, right? So we right, don't right. get, just like crosses, I mean, Christ's resurrection literally was not possible without his death. I mean, without right, his right. cross, like all the suffering that he experienced, he literally can't rise from the dead unless he dies.
1: Right, right. And
0: and I now, I mean, I've experienced that in other ways of my life, you know, um, like we've talked about infertility, a lot of my personal experience that... I just, it, I mean, years and years struggled with this cross of infertility that, that, that's been one of my biggest crosses, uh, that I can so, I'm just so, so joyfully say that I've come to the other side of that, but it's only because I stepped in to that cross that suffering. And it took me years to be able to do that because at first when you're like, what is going on? And you're so (laughs) angry and, and regretful and like, man, like negotiating and stuff. Can you identify with what I'm talking about, Elise?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And so it wasn't until, you know, like I'm saying that I, I, I stepped into that, that pain and that suffering that the cross comes from. Uh, that you experience that resurrection and just thinking about Jesus's cross the difference between like like uh, the difference is made within our own suffering uh when we understand that it's our choice right. how we carry that cross so Christ it wasn't like he was something was just being done to him right he he willingly you read it in scripture You know, he willingly took up that cross for us. And that's why he has his resurrection. Otherwise, if we just live our suffering like something's just happening to us, then I think that's when when the depression comes. You know, that's when the real stress of it comes because we're just focusing on the hardness.
1: Right. It's a matter of embracing it. It's funny because... I feel like every time we talk on this podcast, it's like either a precursor to like what I'm about to do a video on. And um, something that I realized was like in this past year of like quarantine that like embracing your suffering, it's not only just embracing it, but it's like, you know, once I realized I have a purpose in this, you know, and that I can use this for the love of others, which is what Christ did, you know, like he took his passion and he used it to free us, you know, to be able to enter heaven. And it's like every single time when you feel that pain instead of running away from it, if you're offering it up, you know, and you're giving it up for somebody who needs it or, you know, somebody who's uh, you know, struggling or your spouse or, or whatever, it gives purpose and meaning to that suffering. You know what I mean? So yes. it's like you're embracing it but to fully embracing to fully embrace it it's a saf- self sacrificial love like christ you know Absolutely. and what did he do but he did it for somebody else so like when mm-hmm. those those pangs come like it eases the burden it's amazing how quickly it can ease the burden when you're like okay i offer this up for whomever you know i was yeah. i was um recently there was a retreat that my old um uh church was putting on that i used to work at and um some of the ladies that I was really close with had at, like I told them I was like I'll be your personal intercessor, and for like a good month and a half or two I was intercessing and it was crazy because like my burden I was actually going through some intense sufferings mm-hmm. but my burden felt so light and then when I didn't like when the retreat was over I was like missing it you know I was missing yeah. that like every moment of like those hurts and pains you know so it's mm. beautiful how we can really, you know, lighten in a sense, our load by giving it for someone else, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's just so hard for us to understand how it, that can actually bring us joy, right, you know, like right. just off. It's not, it's not really intuitive.
1: <laughs> and right, I think right. that's
0: why we, we go so long. It doesn't have to be your, your struggle doesn't have to be infertility. I'm just using right. that as my example. Right. Cause it's something I really struggled with, but insert any struggle, or suffering in your life, even the small ones, you know, it, it's just crazy to think of it right. that way. And I think that's, we go so long because we're trying to run away from it. Right. The sooner we can embrace it, like you're saying, I think the sooner we begin to live the resurrection because the pain doesn't have to be taken away. Right. You know, right. we don't, we don't wait till, you know, whatever we're struggling with is gone to live the resurrection. We, we can do it right away. And I think, right. I don't want to be confusing because we say, or I I like to say step into suffering, but that's kind of vague. I think it's like, what the heck does that mean, Mary? (laughs) Can you be a little more specific? (laughs) So anyway, I just wrote, um, I wrote a few things down that I think would be helpful. The first thing is that it doesn't mean you have to stop being angry or having emotions. I think Mm. that's really important. It just means being honest with yourself and God versus dwelling in that sorrow and just keeping track of all the wrongs you know what I mean yeah like it doesn't mean you forget feeling things or that you have to let go of that I think it's just bringing that to Jesus and being honest I think that was a first step at least for me that was huge for me to just be like look I'm pissed off at you (laughs) I don't understand this. (laughs) I did everything right you know, and um, to to stop focusing so much on everything that is wrong with with me, or everything right. that I don't like. Also, rethinking complaining is another. I mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying to stop complaining, but but that is another example of how we just kind of focus on all the negative. Is just right. complaining, whether it's to somebody or or uh, self talk. You know, like right, right. just everything is just awful. Um, another way to step into suffering is just being grateful for all the good in life. It's so easy to focus on the negative, but if we can focus on everything, there's so much good around us, y'all. We talked about this last week in our podcast. Um it doesn't matter like how bad things are. There's something that we can be grateful for. And it's helpful to just pick out those things. Even if that's all you can do for that day, just to, just to thank God or just if you can, maybe you're not ready to thank God yet, but you can be grateful just in general. Um, uh, also accepting and offering up suffering, thinking about Jesus on the cross. Um, you know, eventually when you can be honest with him the anger does start to go away. And after the anger starts to go away, I think, you know, or even before that, if you can just picture Jesus on the cross, combine the suffering that he experienced first because his cross wasn't just physical. It was emotional. Mm-hmm. That was really I loved that during our Easter homily, the priest reminded us that his suffering was not just physical, it was very much emotional because he was yeah. rejected and betrayed. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's what I felt like a lot during infertility. I felt betrayed by God himself. Yeah. Um, and just one, uh, one or two more things, just allowing yourself to see the good in suffering and being open to what God can bring from that. It allows you to hope. And when you actually start to look at the suffering and what good has come only because of the suffering then I think it's easier to be hopeful. And the last thing, which is the most hard, I think, for me, at least let me know if you agree, is being compassionate for others even when it seems like they don't suffer as much as we do. (laughs) That was, like, the hardest thing for me ever. Still struggle with that. I
1: think, well, and... I mean, it's definitely, It. I, I think that there's a lot of, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think that it's definitely hard. I, um, I come from a different place. So it's hard. Like if I'm being genuine, that, that isn't my hardest thing because I, I always, I'm weird. Like I grew up always being like, Oh, people's problems are bigger than mine. You know? Ah, so I have yes. to, I actually am the opposite direction where like, I'm always like belittling my suffering, which is just as Uh, detrimental, but in an opposite way. Does that make sense? You know? Yes.
0: Well, I was going to say, I'm glad that you don't have that struggle, but you have that struggle. It's just different.
1: Yeah. It's just different. (laughs) You know, like I turn, I turn my anger on myself. Like I'm an Mm -hmm. imploder, you know what I mean? Like if that makes sense, like, so I, I, which is just as (laughs) detrimental, you know? So, um, yeah, It was funny because as you were talking, the second to last one is what I was um, the hope, you know, like uh, talking about that hope. I think it's we lose so much of that hope in the midst of going through these things. You know what I mean? Like we we lose so much of that. And I think that's why we need the resurrection. You know, we need we need to we need to know that there is something so worth it you know, that we Absolutely. have to hope for. Otherwise, we're going to turn to anger and despair and all, you know, and hatred of others and all these other things, you know, yeah. like, and we won't be grateful. So um, that's the one, funny enough, that struck me when you were
0: talking. Okay, cool. Well, what about you? What What can you think about, I mean, what does the resurrection mean to you specifically? What thoughts does it bring up for you?
1: Um, well, this is... Uh, that's the it, it was actually a great segue the the thing on hope because um i I feel like I had like similar experience this year, you know, um as you did where like, I just was not as connected and, you know, I wasn't putting as much, which is funny. Cause last year my spiritual directors were like, you don't need to give up anything. You've already been through hell, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I really felt Lent last year because of what I was going through, you know? And, um, and I didn't even give anything up because it was kind of like, I didn't need to, you know, I've
0: when Lent fell on like a surgery, I just didn't give anything up.
1: Right. Well, and and it was definitely like it's good when your spiritual director's there and is like because I'm, I think both of us can be pretty scrupulous at times and and he yeah. was like, no, you're good. Like
0: <laughs> like he gave you permission.
1: Yeah, you pretty much. Like... But but it was funny because this year I did it again basically and I I mean I did do some of my commitment and it was good but it just wasn't. Um, I just wasn't as into it, you know? And you really, it it is hard to to connect to that resurrection, but so, you know, as we were, it was funny because I'm like, here we are, like both of us being like, we really didn't feel it this year. So let's talk about the resurrection and what it means to us. you know. Like, um, but, you know, it was funny because I think it's good because like I personally needed to focus a little bit on the resurrection. And so I was listening to um, a younger priest that I really love. And it's just funny how like priests are now younger than us. Um, So I call him baby priest, you know, yeah, it's weird that we're getting that old. Um, Uh But anyway, so this awesome priest, uh, his name is uh, Father Gutierrez, um, if I'm not butchering his name, but he's just so humble and such a a great guy. I was so excited for him to become a priest, you know, so I was listening to some, he did this kind of like little meditations each night. Um, Another way that, you know, the church is getting creative. I love it because these younger Mm. priests are having these avenues to like, yeah. But so I was just listening to his one, his last one on the resurrection. And it was funny because I was listening and I was like, oh, this is great. He's talking about freedom. But then he goes into this prayer time and it was totally just the Holy Spirit. And he said something and I'm painting as I'm doing this. And he says it was like just part of this meditation, free meditation kind of that he was doing. And he was like, Christ is asking us to to not turn back to old ways, but to live fully alive with him. And it, it's funny how something strikes you, you know, so, yeah. so hard. Like it was just something that he just threw in there, you know, it wasn't even like this profound thing. And I literally, I had to go back, rewind it and like rewind it. Like it's a tape um, it was showing my age. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm the VCR. Yeah. Um, but, but I wanted to write it down. So I'm going to repeat it again. Christ is asking us to not turn back to old ways, but to live fully alive with him. And I'm like, You know, like what? What is this? It's like when you look at the passion, you know, and all he went through, you know, um, and all we go through in Lent. Do we really want to just go back to what we were before Lent? You know what I mean? Or do we want to step into something new? And this, it it was funny because I told you, and I'm excited to talk about it now. um, There was this retreat, silent retreat, I went on with the Legionnaires. And Father Jeremy uh, did this meditation on the resurrection, specifically on Mary Magdalene. And it was on John mm. tw- 2011. Um, and let me look at this here. I pulled it up before. So um, I'm going to read real quick the just that this little part of it. Okay. Um, and then I'll kind of, like, describe to you. It was just really beautiful how, like, I'd never heard this perspective before. So... Okay. Sorry, I'm all like out of breath. I've been painting, so I'm all like breathy. <laughs> uh, it's my chronic illness. Sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> Your chronic illness is showing.
1: Sh- Shaniqua, sh- calm down. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it says the appearance to, to Mary Magd- Magdala, Magdalene, whatever. Um, so it's John 20, 11 through 18. It says, but Mary stayed outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she bent over into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, woman, I always love woman. Why are you? Yeah, I know it's so
0: derogatory <laughs> these know. days.
1: Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, I have they have taken my Lord and I, I don't know where they've laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener and said to him, sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabu. I don't even know how to say this, so I'm not going to try, which (laughs) means teacher. (laughs) <laughs> Rabuni, Rabuni, I don't know. Rah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus said, I'm butchering this. Jesus said to her, stop holding on to me for I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brothers and tell them I'm going to my father and your father to my God and your God. Mary of Magdala went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and what he told her. Um, So, you know, I always, it was funny because around this time, my spiritual director was like, you really need to like, because I'm such a perfectionist, like I uh, was always attracted to these saints. Wait, let me go back to you. Sorry. I was always attracted (laughs) to these saints, like St. Philomena, who was like hardcore, you know, like never did anything wrong, was like the perfect, at least, you know, in, in the eyes of the church, her story, you know, she was like 13 and like took on the world and was beaten and like, uh, anyways, so he was like, "You need to like, you need to like focus on saints like Mary Magdalene," you know. Yeah. And like, I think I remember that- telling you this, and I was like, "Ew!" <laughs> 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 I
0: was like, like my like, mental oh.
1: self, I was instantly like turned off. Like, ew. Like, <laughs> and and, she is
0: so beneath me
1: i mean like (laughs) yeah Uh, so anyway so i go on this (laughs) retreat and he does this meditation and it was so funny because i like i i understood her so much better and she was which is the reason she like you know we we don't actually know a lot about her um but she wasn't perfect you know And, um, but the, this is, this is the beauty of her was that she was so passionately in love with Christ. So it, he goes on to, to go through this scripture and he talks about like, she was like mad with grief at this point, you know? And so when, when, you know, we're going back to the scripture and if we like, he was translating it basically, he was like, she was outside the tomb weeping. She was like bawling her eyes out, you know? to the point where and i love this because he pointed out she goes into the tomb right and sees these two angels doesn't even like she's not even in awe of the angels. she's like yeah whatever there's angels mind you she's what? never seen angels I didn't before right? Notice that. right 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 she's so <laughs> grief stricken for her lord and her god that she's wow. like give me the body like they took him where is now. he now. give him to me doesn't now. even like and do like, it glowing now. yeah glowing angels whatever and she's <laughs> no, like, like, deal no big deal where's my jesus and he was like this is because like jesus like gave her hope like he he saw her he like let me see if i can find um this man that looked at her like no other man had oh my gosh like, i know uh and she, and he was like now he was gone and she had died with him she needed his body like she was still in this state of like she knew him as the human right so she had this very human love for him so when his body died she was going crazy like she she just needed
0: to know where his body was like yeah
1: she like imagine like any of us who've experienced the death of a loved one you are inconsolable and you are you're crazy like you're mad crazy you know and so um and and this is what he was saying was Mary, she was attached to this very human way of loving Christ. Um, he had transformed her, uh, all, of, all of her hopes in the Lord. Um, it's like her hope was in him. And then when he was taken away, like she didn't know any different. And she was like, okay, so here's this man, like I had all my hopes in him and now he's gone, you know? Um, but I just loved when he pointed that out about like, here's these angels and she doesn't even bat an Seriously. eye. Like, Oh my gosh. She was like, she's like, like, like oh literally God. going to the angels. Give me my Jesus. <laughs> like, you know, she's like
0: sassing angels of God. She's like, what angels? I don't care. Just take me to Jesus.
1: <laughs> Give me my Jesus.
0: You know, Ain't nobody has time for those angels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> offense, you know, so- Angels. I
1: know, no <laughs> offense, but you ain't nothing, okay? Um, oh gosh. So it says she she was very emotional, not thinking rationally, very anxious. Um, but this is what I loved was she doesn't, you know, like of course, like God is now in His resurrected body, and she doesn't recognize Him. And um, I want to point this out before I say the next thing. God's word is always so powerful. You know what I mean? Like as you see this throughout the Bible when God speaks, mm-hmm. like major things happen. And one thing during the Passion, um, when I was reading part of the Passion this year, it was talking about in the agony of the garden when um, they call out to Jesus, he says, I am, I am he. Like they're like, we're looking for Jesus. And Jesus says, I am he or I am um I am, or I forget what it yeah. is exactly that he says. Yeah. And it says, and like, uh, this is when the guards were coming, you know, and Judas was coming yes. at him and it says they fell to the ground when he spoke. Like they like fell, literally fell to the ground yeah. when, he, and it's so powerful because it struck yeah. me and I wish I had written this down, but it was literally that the, they come for him, you know, Judas comes with them to, to get him. And they're like, where is he? And he says, you know, I am here, whatever. And it says, and it's so little, these things that we don't even pick up on by right. him merely saying that he, he was God. So they crazy. fell like to the ground. Like that's the power oh of his gosh. voice. And this is, but wait, this is what it then went on. I'll go and find this for you because it was so powerful. I was meditating on this a couple of days ago um, and it was so powerful because it was basically saying like he had the power like his voice, like he was so powerful that, like, his voice, right? Like, pushed these soldiers, like, it was a bunch of soldiers to the ground that he could, he was in control the whole time, huh. you know, but chose, but chose to well, give control over for the sake of us, you know? Perfect
0: example of his willingness. Yes. That yes. I was talking about before. Right. It was right. completely under his control. He chose. Yes to step into that suffering and that made the whole difference.
1: Oh, it was just, I mean, literally, it was so powerful. I'm going to have to go grab my phone at some point because there was a specific um, thing that it said that it was just, anyways. So my precursor to this is talking about just like the power of him and his his word, you know? Right. So So she doesn't recognize, right? She doesn't recognize him until he calls her by name. Like what he says, Mary. And it says like, she immediately turns that like, she immediately recognized him when he called her by name. And oh this is gosh. what, yeah, this is what he then, uh, father Jeremy had pointed out. He goes, um, the God who brought the whole of creation by only one word call, basically called her name and by his voice saying her name, she was healed he recreated her all in the past of her idols, hopes, dreams, things we hold on to and take shattered pieces and makes them into a beautiful mosaic. Let him speak your name and recreate you more beautiful than before. God transforms through the power of the resurrection. Stop holding on to me. Be, you know this is what he says. Stop holding on to me because I have not yet ascended to my Lord. I always found that really harsh, right? Yeah. And he says, "Well." He's he's saying he wants to purify your very human and conditional love because that's what she had for him. Like mm-hmm. this very human, that's all she knew, right? Because that's how she experienced Christ was in this very yeah. conditional way. Yeah. Um, and her love was still based on what she saw and could touch and feel and experience. And he was asking her to grow up, to mature. <laughs> um, uh, and then it says... Um, Yeah, I want you to give unconditionally through the cross. Um, Love with receiving in return, love like him. Um, Don't fear your wounds. They make sense from the light of eternity. They are transformed by the resurrection. When he gives you a name, he gives you a mission. We are commanded to go and tell everyone what it means to be a part of the resurrected Lord children of the light resurrected children be apostles be witnesses go tell everyone you have resurrected my past heart now you send me to tell my brothers the good news and so he like by saying her name literally by merely saying her name she was instantly healed made whole again and and brought forth in growth towards the the beauty of self-sacrificial uh, you know, self love and unconditional love, yeah. to be able to love him beyond his body, his physical presence, and the experiences that she's had with him, and then to go forward and spread that news. And that's and what we're all called
0: her, to. it was through her that that whole process was initiated. She went right. to the apostles and announced this experience with right. them. And I love to think that. I mean... We're really connected to our names. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. realize it. And I didn't realize it until you were just saying that, that like Mm -hmm. our name identifies us. It's who, it's how we respond. I know personally for me, I'm a little weird. So maybe it's not like this for everybody, but like (laughs) when someone knows my name, it's special. You know, it connects to people. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, that just kind of really brings it to a new level to know that your creator, like Jesus Christ, who has sacrificed, you know, she was so connected to him already. And then in his risen form, he speaks her name. And in just that, that powerful word was able to communicate so much to her and she received that, Right. you know, like Jesus speaks our name in the same way. Yeah he right. just does.
1: And that's what, that's what he was saying was like, allow him, let him speak your name and recreate you more beautiful than before, you know, and I'm on a retreat at this point. So he's, you know, we're given time to do that. Like go forth, let him speak your name. And I just encourage people to do that to like, really in a prayer time, like let, cause that was so powerful to me yeah. in this retreat, because think about it. It's like, he spoke your name first. Like he knew my name was Elise. He knew your name was Mary, you know? And when he, when he wrote us into existence, he spoke our name and we were, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's so beautiful. And it, it bears, like, it's very important to take time to really pray on that, you know, like how powerful that is, you know, and that he wants more for us. And through the resurrection, he accomplished that it's just us being willing to be recreated and reborn, you know?
0: Yeah, us being willing. There we go with like, just the willingness. Again, my Easter morning prayer, when I first woke up, Was trying to, like, really believe and, uh, like, understand, get through my thick skull that even if I were the only person that existed, he would have still gone through all that. Right. Just for me. Just for Mary. Just to say my name. Right. But we, it's so hard to wrap our minds around that. We forget. So, like, I took some special time that morning to be, like, and that, and it made me, it took me to a little bit different of a place, you know? So, like, right. that, that's a really cool prayer, actually, to go. Something that I started in Lent that I plan to continue is right. just five minutes of complete silence. And so I continued, I've been continuing that since Easter. And I think what a cool thing to, in that silence, just to, like, allow yourself to hear Jesus speak your name, right. you know, and just let it be personal like that. I just that's so cool. I'm totally going to try that tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was I, I like I said, I I was struggling with Mary Magdalene in general and then when he did that, I was like because he was basically saying like this woman was so passionately like she showed her faith by like, you know, all the other disciples were like cowering in a room and here she is she was there throughout the whole thing and she couldn't as soon as you know as soon as she could she ran to the tomb you know what i mean like where all the guys were like quivering in the upper room you know
0: because that woman
1: yeah Cause she didn't get, she didn't, she didn't give no, no shits. You know, she was like, give me my Jesus. Give me my Jesus.
0: I don't care about no angels. angels. Just give me straight to Jesus. (laughs) But two, it kind of is an example of how we should run to the Eucharist, right?
1: Oh, I know. Oh my God. We
0: don't take advantage of adoration of church myself. Like I am raising my hand. I am absolutely guilty of this. Like, why am I not? more excited to run to those things like she right. was. If we really understood what was going on, we would take more advantage of these sacraments.
1: Well, it's a, it's I mean our humanity, it's like we it's that you know, what is it? apathy, you know that that creeps in that we allow by our choices sometimes and um and and then it just, you know, like we don't realize like the strength that we could be having. But we we choose to not go you know we
0: take it for granted i mean
1: absolutely
0: that's, that's what i love crazy. one of the many things i love about you is that you may help me to not feel so bad about myself <laughs>
1: <laughs> well ditto ditto i call you and uh i'm like i'm like please i'm g- i'm crazy right now talk me off the ledge talk me off the
0: ledge i might
1: i might go right. smack somebody <laughs>
0: And you know, you were just telling me you were giving me like a not a pass but you about this covid stuff and you were like, "Let's been hard on everybody, Mary. Kind of like take it easy on yourself." And as we've been talking, I have been realizing like, okay, it was, it has actually been harder on me than I was even realizing, you know?
1: Well, yeah, I know. That's why I was, uh, that's like, why okay. but, I wasn't saying that I was joking, saying that you're better than, you know, like you, you're like, well, not for me, but it's the same stupid stuff that I do. Um, because I'm always like, oh, but I, I require a higher, like I require more of myself. And it's like, no, we all have been, even me yeah. who like really hasn't been affected by Corona has been affected by Corona. Right. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, like meaning just because I've been home and I'm used to it. Um, but my husband's now home. And although that's a blessing, <laughs> it can also be a curse sometimes. <laughs> you know I
0: mean? Said like, every woman ever, every wife ever. No, I'm kidding. Right, right. Um, so,
1: I mean, like, you know, we all are struggling in and feeling uncomfortable. Um, and yeah, like, it, and that that is a Lent. You know what I mean? Like it is a Lent and we're all going through it. So, And that's what I mean by like, I do the same thing, and I'm just like, oh well, you know, like I I should be better. And it's like, well, no. If we can be if we can be um, gentle on others, why are we not gentle on ourselves? You well, know, and I, mean? I tell
0: you, what would have been more productive had I recognized that, hey, I'm really struggling in these other ways I wasn't really anticipating or I wasn't ready for. Like, right. forget trying to be disciplined with sweets, <laughs> and right. just step into what I've been struggling with and offer it up as a sacrifice. Right. But I right. just, I was turning in on myself, you know? And yeah. um, it's not too late because i still got plenty more time to work on it because we're not getting <laughs> out of our houses anytime soon. So I'm going to, you know, it's a real challenge to, to change the focus, you know, out of ourselves and more into that cross to get, again, get the resurrection. Well,
1: and, and but that, like you said, it's not too late. Um, at all (laughs) you know like it's not it's not too late and and we all are we all need to just chillax sometimes like it's one thing you know it is one thing that I'm always like so hard on myself and I've realized that that's actually like counterintuitive to to hold it's one thing if you're apathetic and you're lazy you know it's another to be like constantly like treating yourself unlike your neighbor you know it's for me I think for some people like it's so easy for me to love others it's incredibly difficult to love myself you know and that's something that God has really been working on me and trying to heal me of you know um but it's a it's you know you just have to like allow God to show you these things and that's the beauty of what you know having this time that we do um is the fact that we can look at these things that are really important, like like you said. And, you know, we went going back to our Lent and talk about what to give up. Okay, so obviously these are things... Like we shy away from because it's like I don't want to look at the fact that I like I'm really difficult, like really hard on myself. And maybe I need to work on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are the things that we really need to be working on. And I think that's the beauty of this Corona, you know, and and having to be in these situations and having to to rub each other the wrong way in our family and things like that is to look at the real things that we actually need to focus on and to to be better at you know yeah I am yeah. trying to find that stupid thing and
0: well, <laughs> like find that it already I've been trying.
1: it's driving me nuts because it was so well, awesome and I I'll to share give it. you a
0: second to look while well, I share the penance I got yes. when I went to confession the other day it was that has been helping me kind of do this before I realized of what I really needed to focus <laughs> on because I, I it was funny like I went to confession and I confessed this you know like we're home with our you know, family a lot more. You know, right, right. get more impatient. Things. So I was confessing that. It was funny. He was like, "Yeah, I'm hearing that a lot lately." was <laughs> basically like, "That's what everybody's confessing." Okay. Um. So anyway, he just my penance. I love um, Father Jared because he just he he really thinks about his penances. You know, like, it's nice That's to have awesome. a, you know, when, when, when priests really t- try to make the penance fit, like what you're struggling with. Right. But, right. um, he said, take five minutes to venerate the cross and just to be more like Jesus. <laughs> and I mean, it's simple, but it's like, so right, in these things but that powerful. you struggle, in, but kind of like, what would Jesus do moment? So it's right. really helped to kind of shift that focus again on the cross and like, how would Jesus respond to these people right now?
1: <laughs> right. Well, and, and but it's, it's, and that's what, you know, um, the difference was in like, that's what praying with scripture should do, though, is give us the example. This is how Christ did it. This is how he responded to his people, versus how we respond, you know what I mean? And that's why yeah. praying with scripture is so important, because we need to know the heart of Christ, you know, um yes. in, in in order to emulate him. If we don't know who he is, then we can't How
0: can we be like him? <laughs>
1: I know, it's ridiculous. Okay, so I found him D- Did that you find thing. it? Yes. Did you um, find so Jesus? I did. I found him. Um <laughs> Okay, so this is what I was talking about, like the whole like um when he speaks. Um, So it says, I'm going to read this little meditation, but then I'll like emphasize the one that I was talking about. So this was when the the guards were coming at him with Judas in the the garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane, It says the tough soldiers and temple guards were made more confident by their own numbers. Per- perhaps irritated at being sent out in the cold late at night. And they certainly felt assured that they would soon have the famous rabbi under lock and key. And they had talked about like, this was not just like a few sh- soldiers. It was like a mini army that came after him. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they got to the spot and declared their purpose, it only took a word spoken by the Lord to push back the entire throng and knock them to the ground. When Jesus said, I am he they moved back and fell to the ground. And that's the direct scripture quote. I had to go back to the scripture. Why don't I remember that in the scripture? I know, no, but it was me too. It was me too. And that's why it was so powerful because, and I find this a lot with reading the better part meditations, he'll pick out those things that you normally would just, you know, the same thing is like, Mary Magdalene seeing two radiating angels. And she's like, I don't give none. Like a, uh, give me my Jesus. You know, like th- this is, he says, I am he. And you know, they go on in this meditation to talk about like, you know, like he's speaking, like I am he, like I, like the Lord did at the burning bush and you know, like all these other things. Right. I am he. And they moved back and fell to the ground An army moves back and fell to the ground because he said, I am he. And it says, indomitable authority and power exuded from the lord peter was so invigorated okay so and this is like just shows why peter went and cut off the the ear cuz he goes peter was so invigorated by this show of force that he brandished his own sword to join the attack but oh Jesus, gosh. I know, like so many things that we miss. But I'm like, Jesus, Have I ever read this? <laughs> I know, I know. Believe me, I feel that way all the time when I'm reading scripture. But Jesus wasn't going to conquer that way. Simply destroying his enemies was too easy. He wanted to convert them instead. And so he freely drinks the cup of suffering that his father has prepared for him. All that follows throughout the Passion will display not the weakness of an inept Galilean rabbi but the intrepid and unconquerable love of the Lord, always in control of himself and the situation surrounding him. Meaning at any point he could have made this, I know, let me read that again. (laughs) All that follows, I, I had to read it like five times. All that follows throughout the passion will display not the weakness of an inept Galilean rabbi, but the intrepid and unconquerable love of the Lord, always in control of himself and the situation surrounding him
0: take that satan
1: well and because beyond like in this meditation it was talking about how a lot of people look at jesus and it's like oh he's so weak you know what i mean like mm. he was so weak he let them beat him he let them and, right. he, and it was like no with by his mere word he could have conquered armies but he chose right. not to you know
0: and that's what that like again satan has no power over mm-hmm. us that we don't give him so mm-hmm. christ defeats satan in a lot of different ways but one of those ways is willingly stepping into the suffering that he is is take is taking on
1: right the power you know? of his word like i love that scene in the passion when when Christ dies and Satan is in hell screaming, you know what I mean? Like he's like, ah, you know, and and it's like, see, like there is, he has no power and like by his word, we are healed. You know, like that I've heard that 50 million times throughout my life, you know, but now like knowing what, you know, because of this, this scripture and because of the scripture with Mary and understanding now, like, literally he just calls our name and we can be healed if we believe if we have true faith yeah. you know yeah.
0: it's also comforting <laughs> I know right i'm dead okay just just scoop me up but um <laughs> <laughs> the also the power of god's word like it just shows in our own lives the power of prayer it's the same thing he doesn't have to be in our physical like presence smacking you know people around or whatever. Like the his word is so powerful. We just have to believe. It's all about being um a person of belief and believing in him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even in the worst times, which is the most important is knowing his goodness and knowing he wants our good so to stick it out, you know.
0: Yes. Absolutely. I wish I could high five you, but you're really far away.
1: I uh, know. High five. Internet <laughs> high five. Air
0: five. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that about uh, Saint Mary Magdalene, Mary of Magdala. Same difference. Um, that was thank actually you to Father really Jeremy,
1: because that right, was okay. him. That's right.
0: I won't <laughs> give you any credit. <laughs> I have a word of the day. I don't know if I can pronounce again. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna before I I watch I look at how they sounded out. I'm just gonna try it. That'll be okay. more fun. Okay. Um, hypnagogic. Hypnagogic. <laughs> her face. all right now like, hypnagogic I think I got it right hypnagogic I,
1: hypnagogic I, I don't it's believe an adjective. that's probably how you say
0: it <laughs>
1: I really don't
0: I thought you were gonna say I don't believe that's a word Mary
1: um, <laughs> no, take I it up with Miriam
0: Webster okay <laughs> I don't think I need to take
1: it up with her <laughs> I need to take it up with the real actual way to say it. Hypnagogic. Um,
0: oh, I'm not going to show you. Okay. Hypnagogic. Hypnagogic. <laughs> I'm looking at the emphasis area. H-Y-P-N-A. Hypnagogic.
1: G-O-G-I-C. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um,
0: I don't it's an know. adjective, if that helps just it dis- It's description of something or someone, maybe?
1: Description of something or someone. To be like Gandhi in his the state. <laughs> I wish y'all I could know. see.
0: Elise just kind of looked at me with a side eye just now after she said <laughs> that. Like, Am I right? A bit. Okay. I don't even know here it is of relating to or occurring in the period of drowsiness immediately preceding sleep
1: oh that have been that a lot recently I know
0: <laughs> well, okay I didn't know that I didn't know you were gonna say that but I, I can <laughs> understand like what that's referring to Uh yeah Yeah, so the hypnagogic state is that heady lull between wakefulness and sleep when thoughts and images flutter, melt, and transform into wild things. That's funny. Last night, actually, I turned the TV off and kind of like got in my sleepy position. You know what I mean? Like when you (laughs) get in your spot. And the second I kind of turned to my side, because I sleep on my side, Chris jumped and like lurched forward at me, and it scared me. He was sleeping (laughs) already. He had... Just dozed off into sleep and like had this like terrifying like half dream and it woke him up.
1: I hate that and it
0: startled him and like scared him. Was he falling?
1: Was he falling? No, he said
0: Bella had fallen into water and he was like jumping to go get her or something like that. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Okay, well, that was a way to end on a real depressing, terrifying note. But um, we're so grateful for our listeners, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and diving in to the resurrection and what that means to live out the resurrection. Please uh, give us a rating and follow us. Uh, We are anywhere that you hear this. (laughs) We are (laughs) anywhere that you hear this podcast. How Intelligent. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and we can't wait to hang out with y'all next time. Peace. Bye.